Welcome to Vancouver Island's University's Malaspinas Theatres podcast, recorded in our beautiful lobby. Every episode, we hope to feature a different format, offering the widest possible cultural conversation and to discover what's important to our ever-changing program of emerging artists and create discussion that's important to our community. We would like to acknowledge and thank the Snune Mux, the Quatsun, the Tlaamen, Tsnanawas, and Qualcomm First Nation on whose traditional lands we teach, learn, research, live, and share knowledge. Self-light streaming through wooden masked eyes, the path of method acting, each eye releasing a steady flow of partial soul. Like an orange cut into slices, every piece containing pure essence, but not the whole fruit. Ripening, the player immersed in the role, understandings come through both sides of the eyes. Mask moved from the translator over the bridge spanning selflessness, giving rhythm to dance. How much soul essence will be released in the play, and how much to the player? Prisons become roots to freedoms, and truth lives on both sides of our masks. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Alicia. Today we will be having discussions about the entertainment industry and the lifestyle of an entertainer trying to survive this crazy new pandemic. I would like to welcome Melissa, Ty, and Megan to the discussion. How are y'all doing today? Good. Tired, but I'm always tired, but good. (laughs) I'm living the dream, guys. Gals, non-binary pals. Super solid. Well, I'm glad to hear you guys are doing pretty good. Hi, morale, that's for sure. <laughs> Why don't you guys tell me a little bit about yourselves? What kind of entertainers are you? And what kind of projects have you worked on? I am an actor, more so towards film and television of making a career out of acting. Not so much stage, but I have done some stage work. Started in slam poetry. I got into drag. I took improv classes. I've taken some clowning classes, but clowning is like insanely difficult. And I've been doing professional burlesque for a little while here, about a couple of years, but super sporadic. Awesome. And you, Megan? I'm like Tinkerbell. I need applause to live (laughs) or even just like (laughs) laughter. I don't really do much right now because, you know, we got that thing going on in the world. I was in the Rocky Horror Picture Show last year, but I was one of the lips. All I really did was like sit on the stairs. You shook your ass and you look good. Oh, thank you. A lot of people said that. My grandparents were there. Yeah, it was was a little awkward. My boyfriend was there. What else was I in? I was in Chris's Zoom play and I played a teenage skater boy, which isn't very different from what I am right now. Like that's what I talk like. What's my dress like? Well, talking about performing, what does it feel like to be on stage for you? And how do you guys mentally prepare for a show? I don't believe I'm fully the character unless I'm in the costume. I don't know why. I did that with The Wizard of Oz and I did that with Grease in high school. Like, I was not Frenchie unless I had the wig on. 
and I was not Dorothy unless I had the shoes on. And it's just like really awkward when I'm not wearing the costume pieces because I feel like I'm just me and not the character. And like people didn't come to see me. They came to see me as the character. So like- You would I make wear... such a good Dorothy. People came up to me after and they were like, you sounded just like Judy Garland. You had all of her mannerisms and everything. And I was like, thank you so much. I don't know if I really mentally prepare. I just hope to God that I don't trip on stage and hoping that my acting doesn't suck. Although I will agree with Megan on the fact that like, I don't quite feel like my character without the costume. I think the costume kind of helps you prepare, kind of get in that mental state a little bit and becoming your character. It's like the costume, the costume kind of like sets the tone. So the costumes definitely help and be like, oh, okay, we're actually doing this. And what about you, Melissa? The costume brings the whole piece together and makes the piece feel complete for me. Because I do Dragon Burlesque, a lot of it is like movement based. In like the week before, a couple days before, using a space, putting the song on most of the time in my headphones because there's people around. And just like shadow dancing it out a little bit where you just like move your little hands around and just kind of like think about where you want to be at different parts. Give it your all so that when you get there, I at least have a trick or two in my back pocket. Definitely packing everything the night before especially if I'm doing multiple numbers. And then I just generally also get super nauseous before a show. And I almost always puke my little guts out, probably like an hour before hitting the stage. It's gotten better over recent times since I don't drink very much or smoke weed very much, but it still like happens. And then being on stage is really cool. There's like a clowning prospect where you like keep your mouth open. And the idea is that you're like receiving information and you're like open to it, ready to jump on like any impulse or anything that happens. Keep your mouth and your heart open. (laughs) That's awesome. That's pretty cool, actually. I've never heard of that. Hey, Alicia, we we skipped over you a little bit. What have you been in and how do you prepare? Well, I'm like you in the aspect I get pretty nervous before I prepare. And I'm the opposite. I will have a stiff drink and a smoke to help myself relax. Recently, I just worked on Jenna's radio show, Dracula, and that was a lot of fun. I had a great time. And to prepare, I just constantly repractice everything until I drive myself mad. <laughs> and then jumping into character for me, it doesn't matter where I am or what I'm wearing. It's kind of just a mental thing for me. So once I turn the switch, I can usually be into character pretty quick. Thanks for asking. <laughs> so when working on a show, What do you believe the most challenging thing is when bringing a script to life or a specific character? Having time to get together with the necessary people and go over things is really difficult because I find that connection with people is really important. And so I find that time is a really hard one because everybody has their own schedules in our capitalist society and we all have so much control over our own lives and like we can literally just be like cool I'm not gonna do lunch this Tuesday and I'm gonna get together with you and like hammer this out but yeah even for getting us all four of us together for this podcast there was so many issues with all of us during COVID having the time to get together and do this yeah 
when I was in high school anyways, when I was in Texas doing uh, theater, one of the most challenging things for me was my theater teacher uh, tried to like make me doubt on theater as a whole. I don't think she meant to like intentionally, but like she like called me out in front of the class. Like I have a passion for theater and martial arts. And sometimes like, yeah, one can get in, uh, in the way of the other sometimes. So I think trying to like find the balance between them too is also kind of challenging. For me, the most challenging thing was just like, it was re really so my teacher and like her, the doubt that she put in me. I totally feel that. I had a high school drama teacher who just hated all artsy theater and like really talk shit about it like to all of us. And so there was one time I like really goofed up uh, in the middle of a drag number and I legitimately heard his voice in the back of my head go, you're bad. Oh so my god, that's so horrible. gut punch. <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't think like that anymore, but like during that time, it definitely was a struggle. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And what about you, Megan? What's the most challenging thing when bringing a script to life for you? I hate to be this person, but I usually watch the movie. To be Dorothy, we watched The Wizard of Oz and I was like, okay, I have to act like a 12 year old. And I was 17. Like I look very young for my age. I do too. Yeah. So it was kind of easy like looks wise, but I had to get the sound in because again, I talk like a teenage skater boy. <laughs> so I had to learn how to talk like her. And same with Frenchie, I had to learn how to talk like her. Like I had an accent and everything. And like, I go all in. I go in with the voice and the movements and the mannerisms and the facial expressions. So when you do this though, would you say you try to mimic the character exactly? Or do you just take motivational points from the character and put your own twist on it? I take like little bits and pieces of what the original actor has done in the movie. And then I put my own twist on it. Cause like in Greece, Frenchie's supposed to be like sweet and kind. And she's supposed to have that high pitched voice. I took the high pitched voice, but I made her sassy and a little sarcastic. Okay, I have one more question because to me that's interesting. So the script, it doesn't do enough for you to just read the words. You like to have a visual example. Yeah, I'm a visual auditory learner. So I listen and see things rather huh? than just looking at a piece of paper. I feel you, okay. That's why I struggled so much with when yes. we spare or whatever. Once we spare, yeah. Yeah, that's why I struggled so much with it. I didn't hear what I was supposed to sound like and I didn't see what I was supposed to be doing. That's why I had such an issue with it. So moving into the people you work with on your performances. Melissa, let's start with you. Would you find the people you work with are more extroverted or introverted? And what about yourself? I find that a lot of the performers in my community are quite introverted. I know for sure that I am an extrovert. It is a good even mix, but there's a very surprising amount of introverts. Like when I think of drag and I've gone to the shows, everybody just seems so vibrant and lively. So do you think that your introverted coworkers, you know, they have a different identity that they would kind of display themselves as? versus letting people truly in. There's a great burlesque artist in my community named Cherry Cheeks. She runs her own blog and she, on her Facebook, will post cheeky inquiries. The one that you reminded me of was 
do you think that your performer self influences your muggle self more or your muggle self influences your performer self and it was really cool to get so many varied responses of like what the performer identity has given for like introverted people uh getting on stage and like when you do see like their vibrant moments and aspects i think just the, like the reality is the ways that we recharge the next day mm-hmm. yeah okay interesting and what do you guys think megan I feel like I'm the total opposite of Melissa. I feel like I'm introverted and everyone around me is an extrovert. I'm 50-50 if that makes any sense. Sometimes I'm introverted and sometimes I'm extroverted. It really just depends. Yeah, I'm definitely introverted. But again, it all depends on what I'm doing. What last semester we had burlesque rehearsals and stuff, I would ham that shit up. You know, I would ham it up on the stage, but as soon as I was off, then I'd just stop talking. So you feel safe in your performing self? Yeah, it's like a mask. <laughs> when I'm on stage, I still feel like I'm introverted. It's just when I'm on stage and I'm playing a character, it may seem like I'm extroverted, but I'm really not. So you leave yourself behind when you take on a character? I also try to in- insert just like a little bit of myself into my character because I just think it'd be funny. And do you guys have any roles that you're interested in playing for the future or dream jobs? I definitely have a few. I want to play a character that like breaks the fourth wall, looks at the camera and is like specifically talking to the audience. Like the character Deadpool, I kind of want to play like a superhero or like a villain. I, I was like just going to say, I think you'd make a very good Deadpool. Oh my God, thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. What about you, Megan? What are your your goals and dreams and what roles are you interested in? My ultimate goal is to be a musical theater actress because like I can sing, I can dance, and I can act. It's, I'm a triple threat, what can I say? There's so many roles I want to do because like I love Chicago. Mm. So I'd want to be Velma Kelly and Roxy. And I'd love to do The Wizard of Oz again, but I don't, I'm, I'm an adult now. Could play The Good Witch. I tried auditioning for The Good Witch, it was so bad because I tried to do, again, an accent because she talks kind of funny in the movie. <laughs> and I ended up accidentally saying, are you a good bitch or a bad bitch? <laughs> if I was to play anyone, it would be The Cowardly Lion. But yeah. Any specific... Uh, companies you want to work for or any theaters that you can think of no I'll take what I can get you know Mm -hmm. Uh, there is down here in Victoria it's um, is the Victoria Operatic Society Uh, just changed its name to the Victoria on stage musical society and we just saw Mamma Mia they do like huge cast above 25 to like 40 but yeah, like they did it out of the McPherson. They always do. It's a great. I place. love like, the McPherson Playhouse so much. They have all the costumes. They do a couple of musicals every year, and you work with real directors. You go through all the choreography and everything, and then you have these like really cool roles to put on your resume as you like start looking for bigger projects. That's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> Thanks. I think I would really like to be in a movie almost kind of like the quintessential like leading man i think would be really fun to like have all those archetypes played in like a really high femme place 
or like literally so fucking evil supervillain. Otherwise, I would love to be on some sort of RuPaul's Drag Race equivalent for drag kings. There's a few of them out there on YouTube right now that are really like community run. And they just don't have any production value. And so I would really like at some point for the drag king community to get that kind of recognition. You would do amazing at that, I feel. <laughs> like no joke. <laughs> Awesome, and I hope they do do that. Who are some people that inspire your acting methods? Old Hollywood starlets, you know, like oh God, I Marilyn. love Marilyn Monroe. Oh. I know, I, I love. She's so that. funny. Like I love Marilyn and Audrey, and my mom says I look like Jane Mansfield. <laughs> you do look like Jane Mansfield. Yeah, isn't that awesome? Especially Judy. I always go for Judy. Anybody for you, Tom? I remember watching Spider-Man, the one with Tobey Maguire as a kid, and thinking, that's what I want to do. Okay, so who do you think plays the best superhero? My favorite superhero right now, I'm like on the fence. Well, they're not really superheroes. They're like anti-heroes. Definitely Deadpool and also Venom. Okay, okay. And that would be Ryan Reynolds and who's playing Venom right now? Sorry. Uh, Tom Hardy. That's right. Tom Hardy. Oof. Tom Hardy's got big lips. That's wow. What's <laughs> true? Look at his mouth. And He's also I... English. It's hard to come by an English man with gigantic lips. <laughs> Melissa, what about you? <laughs> so, some people that inspire me are all kind of local Victoria people. I did a lot of um, volunteering for the Fringe Festival. So I got to meet a lot of like really neat artists. Dave Morris is the one who did my improvising classes and he does one man improv shows where he just like tells you a story for an hour and it's so funny and it's so entertaining and it's so delightful. There's a woman named Tasha Diamant. One of the last shows I saw was called Ugly Naked Dancing. And she is definitely like middle-aged and above and she'll come out on stage naked with no plan and invites you into the concepts of vulnerability. Why this is such a radical thing to do in the first place. And like she just facilitates a conversation between the entire audience of her show. Ugly Naked Dancing, she had dumb little sneakers on and basically just did a box step for two hours. <laughs> like so facilitated a conversation. Yeah, it's brilliant. There's a woman named Rosie Bits. She was my burlesque teacher, but her actual like burlesque is really cool. She'll do like live singing Rosie Bits and the Dirty Boys, which is her like live band. And the whole time she's like making snide comments about how they like massage her backstage. She'll live sing and then she'll stop and do a little bit burlesque, strip on stage, and like then she'll walk the room, come to your table, and like have a good, meaningful gaze with you. That's awesome. I brought up Cherry Cheeks. She is indigenous and is really huge for making all people of color shows. And her burlesque is just really cute. She does like really classic fans or like the way she like does a glove removal like she can really like drag that out for like four minutes and the entire time you're completely enticed the drag queen named henrietta dubay who's a really huge drag queen in the city and has been for the last five years very authentic she's really like clown and sporadic and like almost to the point of like violent scary 
like you know you're safe but just like the way that she like <laughs> low-key threatens the audience with like giant boots that's awesome what kind of roles do you expect to be typecasted child <laughs> all the time the day after my 18th birthday i went to the movies with my mom and uh, she was charged for a child ticket <laughs> but it was probably because of the clothes i was wearing i feel like i also i'm just gonna say it i'm a trans guy so i feel like i might get typecast as like the trans guy as well so that there's nice. that boys with a secret <laughs> and you megan any other roles you can see yourself doing besides a child I can definitely see you like in a like princess roles. Man, I want to play Cinderella so bad. I would, I, yeah, I also feel like I would get cast as the prince. I feel like, okay, I feel like if we were doing like an actual Rocky Horror play, I feel like someone would look at me and cast me as Janet, but Honey. like I don't think I could be able to handle it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it, Janet. I could see myself outspoken women roles. And so to me, I'm like, I'm going to be the like first wife of the guy before he meets his love and like gets cheated on or like evil villain like evil queen i can see you as like the evil queen in like snow white i feel like totally or the evil stepmother yeah oh my god from cinderella that would be such a fun role to play Look for the blossom. The blossom will always grow. The seasons will always change. People come and go. Their shadows comforting and strange. The flowers will always bloom once the darkness subsides. When every corner is filled with gloom, remember the sun just hides. Brighter days will follow. Earth will keep moving. Look for the brighter color, help lift the darkness looming. Breathe in the air around us, close your eyes for a minute's rest. Live your life for those who guided us, for thus moment is just a test. You will get stronger, days will get longer, hope will flourish, memories to cherish. And welcome back. Well. I hate to address the elephant in the room, but living in this day and age, one must. So tell me, as an entertainer, an actor, how are you guys all feeling about the industry right now during COVID? It's not good. Right now, it's kind of dead. I live down the street from the Shimana Theater, and they've got nothing. It's totally empty. Like, they have, like, the dining room open and stuff. Can you think of some safety procedures that maybe Shimanas could start using to maybe bring back live theater? Well, it's like risers and stuff. Oh. Like it goes up, like it's our theater, but it's way steeper. Okay. Oh, yeah. And it, all the seats are really, really close together. That's right. So maybe. And the stage is really small. Like they don't even have. A backstage area that much like backstage is just the kitchen oh okay yeah it's really small 
And what about you, Ty? How are you feeling about the film industry right now? They are taking some safety precautions, so I hope maybe by the time like I try like auditioning, COVID's gotten a little better. What about you, Melissa? I'm pretty excited. I think that realistically, because we're in school and it's like a really nice period for the industry to take a rest while we're like building ourselves. I also keep thinking about people with fucking weird desires making weird shit like meet me behind the school i've got a ukulele i've got a group of like 10 punk little shits and we're like gonna like put on a show for them in in a way like gluttonous theater do you feel like during your time in lockdown you've been inspired to work on new projects or do you find it's just hard to keep your morale up when i moved back to victoria I noticed that my mom had our like childhood sewing machine in a closet and I'd just been like watching so much like sewing YouTube and so when I like got my hands on a sewing machine I just had like a bunch of weird projects in the back of my head. That's been like one of the only places that I am like highly motivated. Well that's awesome yeah like during my lockdown and COVID being a writer I don't know what's wrong like I've just had this horrible mental block and I've had all this free time to write and it just upsets me that nothing creative is coming to my brain. What about you, Ty? It's kind of made me take a step back and kind of just like focus on school and also I, I've also recently gotten into, it's gonna sound really cringy, but like TikTok and like making videos. And I recently just, I had an idea actually about like a short little web series that I actually might do next semester. Well, that's so. awesome. And like the TikTok thing, like if COVID gets worse, we might all be making videos online for entertainment. So yeah, it's a great way to go. Like say that. Hi, will you tell me about one of your TikTok videos? Are you like doing dance challenges? I just recently made a video some days like certain hashtags get really popular and one of the hashtags was when we were younger and i made a TikTok playing myself and my mom and i remember me being the type of child my mom was like okay i need you to sit still sit right there don't do anything don't move don't touch it don't look at it don't even think about it i will be right back just sit right there and then when she comes back i was like licking it and she was like what are you doing and i'm like you didn't say i couldn't lick it i was that kid and i would like find the loophole <laughs> and what about you megan i cannot stand doing everything online i need human interaction this is driving me nuts i can't focus on anything all i do is I go to class, I sleep, and I go to work, and that's like it. Do you like things like TikTok? I watch TikToks, but I would never make a TikTok. Boo, burn, type, burn. So I mean, I will say, like, TikTok, it's not for everyone, and that's completely okay. I think it's all to do with, like, my feelings toward myself, because, like, I'm super shy unless I'm really comfortable around people. So I would I would never make TikToks. And at least I'm also very shy. Theater, you're you're taking on a character and a persona. Yeah, I can't do anything myself. I have to be a character. So for you, yes. So I understand that it's almost like taking the mask off. Yeah. Let me ask you this, because you were in the online grad massacre. What was mm -hmm. that like for you? 
felt more comfortable hiding behind a character because I was funny too. So guys, lastly, how do you feel your experience at BIU has been and what are some of the things that you've learned and you value most? My experience at BIU was definitely not what I was expecting in, in a good way till COVID hit. I think what I learned in the one full semester that we had face to face, don't be afraid to experiment with things in characters. Like if you have an idea for a character, just try it out. And then if, if the director is like, I don't think we should go in that direction. Like that's completely okay. Honestly, I felt like I learned so much our first year, acting wise, like how to stand, how to read a script properly, like ignoring punctuation. I thought that was so valuable from Leon to make things realistic, the emotions, pretty much understanding what you read, connecting with the words on the script. Having Ross as a director, because he's kind of goofy and like lovely and like doesn't necessarily take himself that seriously, but he knows that he's a quite a good director, really lessened the fear I had about being directed or like being told no, being told to do something different. Yeah, that's true. Like being critiqued has always been really hard for me, but for some reason with Robin, Ross, and even Leon, their critiques aren't hurtful. It's a really safe space I feel to learn in. Yeah, like sometimes I take critiques too much to heart because I feel like I'm not good enough. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a like impulse. Yeah. I was surprised how much I liked theater history with Leon. He really brought so much fun and engagement to the whole thing. Like I've always been really garbage at history. I think about that one story he told about being cast as a hunter in ballet because he did the audition as Elmer Fudd him like rolling around the classroom with us robin has just been really awesome i i really appreciate how much he just like lets us do our own thing i remember when we were on the trip in vancouver we were on the bus trying to get somewhere and like the kids it was like kind of the loudest so we, they were like leading us we all like googled where we we're going and we're like we think we should get off at this stop and then the kid was like no and we sat back down and we get off and then the kid googles it and it was like oh we should have got off at that stop and robin's just killing himself I was like, Robin, like, you knew, you've been here. You let us get off like four stops ahead. And he was like, yep, but we actually have half an hour more time because I knew you guys would mess up. <laughs> like really how stagecraft went a lot of the time, like everything was really safe. He put in parameters to make sure that we were all safe, but he really let us like fumble. There wasn't any handholding because we are adults. And like every time you mess something up, but then you like fix it, you just like feel so much better about it. Yeah. I miss school now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? As our world clamors to some form of socialistic normality, new laws and sanctions are to be implemented on our world. It'll be so interesting to see how this affects the theater community and the entertainment industry as a whole. But with discussion, compromise, and reorganization are all that really stand in our way of returning to theater and performance. Thank you so much for your time. It's been such a pleasure to interview you guys. Hoping to hear from you all soon. Take care and stay safe.